Hi, this is Michael Jackson. This is Vincent Price. Michael Jackson is... The Thriller. <laughs> Do we both say it? Say it together. I say inviting you to. All right, yeah. Hi, this is Michael Jackson. And this is Vincent Price inviting you to... The, the Thriller. Thriller. The demons squeal in sheer delight. It's you they spy, so plump, so right. For though the groove is hard to beat, yet still you stand with frozen feet. You try to run, you try to scream, but no more sun you'll ever see. For evil reaches from the crypt to crush you in its icy grip. For no mere mortal can resist the evil of the thriller. Can you dig it? <laughs> It's great fun. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> 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 I check it now. You gotta check it. <laughs> I try to glance over and make sure we're rolling. Yeah, get out rolling this time. <laughs> Sixty men lost at sea, all of them drunk except for me. I, who had to lead the storm, but nothing there to keep me warm. Yo, ho, ho. We're here. This is exciting. Yes. Surprise. Surprise. Yes. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're back. Yeah. We're the men is, behind the mask. We're, uh, we're kicking in the door, waving the 4-4. Four four. Saying, Papa, please don't hurt us no more. But we're this week, we're throwing a special out. This is completely unplanned. Unplanned, impromptu. In the middle of the week, we did a Sunday night sleepover <laughs> <laughs> out of school night. It was, it was completely unorthodox. Um, unorthodoxed. And uh, I'm really excited. This is probably the most excited I've ever been since we've started doing a podcast for a, for a, for a special. No. Well, not for a special, for a show. Because for, not just a special, for an episode. For an in episode, general. yeah. Because I have such um, fond memories of this. I remember we did last year the Star Wars holiday special. As soon as we did it, I was like, "Hey, maybe we should do the Garfield Halloween special next mm-hmm. year." Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been pushing this because this is fun. And every uh, day since we I, did the Star, the Star Wars, Wars Halloween, Halloween yeah, I was like, you know, you know, it'll be good. I send them emails. They don't forget. Yeah, texts. And we're doing it this year. This is uh, and this doing is it. we're doing it. We're doing, doing it well. well. <laughs> uh, representing Queens, <laughs> she was raised out in Brooklyn. Um, is that the song that I, re- I I heard recently? There's a song. Oh, now I'm blanking. But there's a song of that era, doing it and doing it well. No, maybe that's not. The, no, it's the I got a man. What's your man got to do with me? See, I wouldn't know. Maybe it's because I'm just a young white boy. But evidently, that song. The guy's doing the voice of the girl, but they just raise it a couple octaves, so he's he's answering himself. I was talking to a friend of mine, and he's you know he's um, he's a like a big scholar into hip hop. He's like, yeah, that's 
Oh, I forget the guy's name. It's him doing it himself. <laughs> I was like, really? I was like, all those years, like, uh, you know, uh, whatever, you know, it, where it's uh, him saying, like, you know, I got a man. What your man got to do with me? I got a man. Well, that's him just, I'm trying to hear that. See, it's like Ray Charles doing the, the vocals for one of his songs, just raising mm-hmm. the octave. So who would have known? That it, has nothing to do with what we're talking no, about. No, no, not even close. Yeah, not even close. We're going back to 1985. There's not even a Lou Rawls connection to that song. There's not even a Lou Rawls <laughs> connection to that song at all. <laughs> And Lou Rawls has a huge connection uh, tonight to this thing. Uh, like I said, Garfield's Halloween special. Is this so? We prior to this, we did do we did do the Disney holiday special, and I can't remember f- for the life of me if we've done the, anything the else. What? The Star Wars holiday special. What did you I mean? say? Disney. The Disney. The Star <laughs> Wars. Well. It yeah. is now. <laughs> yeah, it is Disney now. Is it Disney? Maybe we have we'll have some hope of it getting released because Disney will want to just you know make some money off of it. But uh, we did the Disney holiday special. And that was our first no, the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, our our Star Wars holiday special, and that was our first foray, our June foray into our Ken foray, our Ken foray, our June foray into into specials. And then you know, especially Christmas and Halloween, it seems like those are ones to apt to have. There's a lot of specials, and uh, to talk about Halloween specials. I mean, I think for our generation, it's either the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, or maybe this are like the two big specials of the era. I mean, you for have Halloween, yeah, for, for Halloween. Sure. I mean, you have scores of you have the Fat Albert Halloween special. You have, a, you know, you have. Uh, there's tons of of Halloween. Every every show uh, that was big at the time. I mean, we'll have he, a Halloween episode. Yeah, or, even GI Joe probably has a Halloween episode, or like you know. Uh, but in uh, terms of specials, actual specials, and Garfield was special for the for the reason is that they would they did they entered into doing primetime specials. They did like eleven or twelve of them over the course of maybe ten years, and uh, I watched them all. And then I wasn't really a fan when they in what I think is nineteen eighty eight they got into doing um, the Garfield and Friends TV show, uh-huh. and I, I you know that was fun. I watched some of it, but I wouldn't really watch so much the um the second one they do like the u.s acres the aka orson's farm this like it was a, i think it was an hour yeah maybe and like the first half would be garfield and the second half would be like the the u.s acres and i wasn't really big they also this. did that with another orange cat heathcliff well see i wonder heathcliff had like it was like a half hour show and like 15 minutes was heathcliff heathcliff, heathcliff no and one should the, and then the second half were like these cats that lived in a junkyard. Yeah, and their truck that I don't remember. <laughs> and there was a hot ass cat that had like leggings and all that. You know, she'd be walking around, and then the, the guys that lived in the junkyard, they'd have remember their 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 uh, their clubhouse would turn into a car and turn into a. Remember, it was almost like yeah, the, the yeah, Inspector yeah. Gadget yeah, van. Yeah, yeah, You know, and I wonder if Heathcliff, voiced by Mel Blanc, I wonder if if Heathcliff was an answer to the popularity of Garfield at the time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know? We should have researched this. Yeah, because they were both comic strips yeah yeah see that's the thing i don't know when heathcliff predates because heathcliff was huge for me like me growing up before we get into halloween centricness we can get an intern to look on it for me growing up as i'd always i i would assume you too because you're into drawing a big thing for me especially on a sunday would get the sunday comics okay for all those kids out there <laughs> yeah yeah let's, we're going way down the alley Wait, there used to be this thing called the newspaper and they still have the sunday comics because i'll see them you know they'll have the comics page but the funny thing now which i find really weird is that they release the sunday comics on a saturday so sometimes you can even get elements of the sunday paper on a saturday because i think what it is is they package the paper you know whoever working at the newsstand they'll put the paper together for a sunday 
Mm-hmm. So you could, I'll go over to my parents' house, and my parents will already have the Saturday, the Sunday comics on a Saturday. I'm like, how the hell do you have these early? Because it gets released early. <laughs> oh, so well, there you go. Uh, this just in: a uh, Saturday night movie sleepover is not exclusive. News alert. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Heathcliff launched as a comic strip on September 3rd, 1973. No, so that predates this. Whereas Garfield launched as a comic strip on June, June 19th, 1978. 1978. Yes, yes. So then Heathcliff predates them, and I wonder if it was... But, he, but Garfield may have predated, likely, I the would cartoon. say, predated as a cartoon probably before Heathcliff, which meant that Heathcliff might have been an answer to... A Heathcliff cartoon show may have been an answer to the popularity Garfield. of Garfield. Yeah, um, and there was also a time, kids, where there was a certain thing to have a Garfield with suction cups on his hands stuck on the back of windows in cars. You remember I had that? that. <laughs> a lot of people did. I had a we had a we had a Chrysler minivan, the Voyager, and our Voyager had the Heath uh, the Heathcliff the Garfield suction cup on the side window. Yeah. Uh, you couldn't have it on the window that the that you'd open your sliding door on because it could fall off. But yeah, you could have yeah. it on the side window where your mother or dad's blind spot was. <laughs> you can't have them looking through the rearview and seeing it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But that's so. Let's let's um, cross a lot of T's and dot some I's. So you had the Sunday morning comics, mm-hmm. and you know, growing mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. you know, you had Garfield, you had Dick Tracy, you, you had, had Garfield, you had Star, you had your Bad Bar, the you had Spider Man, <laughs> you had Bad Bar, you had the Far Side, and Sunday was great because they were colors, and I always liked about he's your Andy Caps, yeah, exactly, you're your, uh, your, your, yeah, your, 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 your mama do, your your it. <laughs> your, uh, all your kinds of stuff. What's the one that's really political? Is that things, right? your Ziggies? Yeah, you, you had all the kinds of stuff. Your be what was the one BC. where Dagwood? Dag, you had your Dagwood. Blondie yeah. and Dagwood. Yeah, Blondie and Dagwood. That's a real old one. So I like somehow it. Andy Cap managed to get a uh, sweet endorsement deal for fried uh, snacks. Yeah, Andy, Andy Cap's hot fries. Beetle, Beetle Bailey. Yeah, Beetle Bailey. Yeah, <laughs> Beetle Bailey. You know, you had all these, and I used to like about the Heathcliff one is you'd read the Heathcliff, and then at the end, they would keep a little. I don't know if you remember this. They keep a little like you can write in, uh-huh. and then they'd have like a little box that say and, like and Heathcliff and Heathcliff, and okay. they'd say like um, making sure you're not no because you brought up Heathcliff, so <laughs> yeah, I, that's yeah. why I, we're, we're, we've jumped all around. But at the end of Heathcliff, you'd have something saying like. Uh, June Foray was writing in from, you know, Kalamazoo, Michigan, saying her cat, Dagwood, loves to uh, sleep outside at night and then will come in. You know, it have so you can yeah, write yeah. into Heathcliff and they'd, put, they'd say about what your cat, you're in it. So that was always fun to like, oh, who's going to be profiled this week? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the elderly yeah. woman is going to be. So, um, so Heathcliff was big as well. And then Heathcliff was big for us growing up because not only was he in print, he was also in, in cartoon, a cartoon form, show, yeah. a syndicated cartoon. So... They really got on the bandwagon early doing syndicated cartoons where Garfields were just specials. And I think the Gar... I don't remember what... Maybe in 83 or 84 was the first Garfield special. Uh, But Garfield was huge for our generation growing up because I remember going back to, like, the scholastic newsletters you get in school where you could... They would have them... You know, you get that... I don't even know if they do that anymore in elementary school. The Troll Book Club? Yeah, you'd have like a, you <laughs> yeah. get that scholastic like newspaper and you'd look through the books you'd want to order mm-hmm. or whatever and they'd have Garfield books in there. So sometimes, you know, if your parents were cool enough or let you, you yeah, can order a you know, checkbook. Yeah, you know, Garfield Choose the Fat. You can get one of them. They always had those, 
Garfield had those unique books that were like they were rectangular because they were almost like comic strippy. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that was huge growing up for me. And I remember I living in New Haven, and I remember like when I think of Halloween in growing up, uh, I think of immediately like you know me dressing up as a pirate when I was little, or dressing up like as a, like all the different things, and also like you know Michael Jackson's Thriller. And then like mm-hmm. Garfield's Halloween, you know, th- th- those, those are the immediate things. And for me, uh, for, I don't know, 25 years, it was like a ritual where to, to, to like, it wasn't Halloween time until I watched the Garfield Halloween special. Interesting. You know, and it aired up until I'd say well, like it originally aired on October 30th, 1985. Yeah. And then it aired every year. Then it became a staple. It aired, I think on the front of the. Charlie Brown, uh, the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, mm-hmm. and then the two of them aired in tandem until the I don't know the mid two thousands. You know, well, yeah, Snoopy. How, peanuts, how, you know? how can we not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we that, mentioned comic strips. You're right because when favorite in, comic strips, and I mentioned Snoopy. Well, that gets into like a reason how Garfield was created, but uh, so Garfield was huge for me growing up in print. But then I remember like being in New Haven and seeing uh, one of the first. There's two specials before this one, but they go on a camping trip, and the camping trip is uh, I don't know if you remember this, but they go to like a, a national park to sleep over, and at the same time, this black uh, panther escapes from like the local zoos on the loose, uh-huh. and everyone's supposed to get out of the park, but the, of course the park rangers don't tell them. So there's this crazy. It's much like this thing where it's all fun and games at first, and then it flips the script, and suddenly. In the camping trip, the panther comes and they're fighting for their lives. They're 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 in the car. they have to jump in the car. The panther's trying to break through the window, and uh, I, th- I I haven't seen this one in probably thirty years, so I'm I'm fuzzy on. But I think one of them goes up a tree, or Garfield tries to 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 get him away from Eddie and John, and like one of them's about to get killed, and Odie. the is it oh maybe it's Odie and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and the park rangers come and they they have one of the um, tranquilizer darts and they tranquilize the dart like three or four times the panther and then it, it passes. Well, let me out. ask you for someone that seems to have been way more familiar with Garfield in terms of not I'm certainly familiar with the character and I do recall reading the comic strip. I, honestly, uh, <laughs> it seems to. I've never seen this yeah. before. This is the first time I've ever seen this special. And seen... I only ever remember watching one Garfield special. But do you remember seeing any of the Halloween specials growing up? Like cartoon? Like the, you've seen the Great Pumpkin, Charlie. Yeah, Brown and, I remember that. Whatever else was on. I mean, as I said when I stated when we did Santa Claus the movie back when we did uh, Christmas of 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Holiday specials were never a thing that I had a huge fondness for. Yeah. So... Uh, that I guess goes to Halloween too. As much as I loved Halloween, October Halloween was always like my big thing. And I guess I remember would watch. I guess I would be excited for like the Halloween episodes of a TV show. But so you weren't like me. I was waiting. You know, I was. I loved. There's something very special for me even to today, watching something airing on television. And it's it's fun to have a show on DVD, but I always find it so much more fun to say, watch the honeymooners still airing on television. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's transmitting. I don't know why, you know, even watching it on an antenna, you know, without, mm-hmm. you know, that's fun. So I always loved, you know, when, uh, the Christmas, a Charlie Brown Christmas would air. Yeah. Like, you know, you're kicking off the, I mean, there is, a. Uh, a certain amount to be said about the excess of today where you're going to have 35 years of 
Disney or of Christmas in the month of December where every night you're watching Christmas vacations on every night in primetime, whatever. Every there's a show on every night. Sure. But I used to like CBS. Oh, you know, you know you're kicking off the season when the Charlie Brown Christmas specials airing or whatever. And so you never I guess that's with the kind of personality personality I have. I love kicking off the season, and that would be like with this. Garfield Halloween's coming on this week at the beginning of October. You know you're in the Halloween season, you know, Christmas too, you know no. what I mean? I mean, I just think maybe just my household was different. I don't know. Like I, You weren't looking for like looking forward to these specials no. or even noticing they're there. I mean, I would watch them yeah. if, they, if I caught them and they were on. Uh, but I, I don't recall ever seeing this one. Yeah. Um, and I did you, you ever knew the, the, the popularity it had for some people or the No, the I mean, when you brought phenomenon? it up, I was like, does anybody care about that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. I was like, okay, let's let's talk about it. Then. Yeah, yeah. Because to me, I had no recollection. Honestly, you brought it up and I was like, yeah, I think I've seen it. But that was some other Garfield special. Yeah, which one did you see? All I remember is that they're out and like Odie gets captured by like a dog catcher. And it was a primetime special. And it's like they get separated. And Odie's like at the kennel. Oh, Jesus. And, and Garfield's like looking for him. This is my recollection of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. who knows? This was 25 years ago, more. You know, this is like 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was after 1988 or 89, because I was in Albany. I remember watching it. And I remember crying. Because of the poor, you know, it was like there was the a mu- th- there was a musical montage that was probably Lou and Rawls it's not the- singing. Because he did, a, yeah, Lou Rawls did the he did the songs for all these specials. Uh, and I remember being like f- being very moved by it. And I guess I just assumed that that was this one. And this is not the not a, realizing that there were so many made. There's there's a Snoopy special that's the kind of same thing with that. No dogs allowed. No, no, that's this was definitely one. Garfield yeah. and okay. Odie. And I remember being like being very moved by it, and I guess just assuming that it was this one, not realizing that there had been twelve or so yeah. specials over the years. And by... they were big specials. I mean, they were airing in prime time. Um, a lot of them won won Emmys. Uh, especially this, I feel like they hit their peak, but a little on. They did like uh, Garfield goes to Hollywood, Garfield in Paradise, and there's a couple of weird ones. Garfield's Nine Lives, which I know has a a cult following that like. The special Garfield's Nine Lives is they take each life and they do like him through time, mm-hmm. him like in your you know Jurassic era and in Egyptian era and all the way up and it's pretty funny and it's done in different styles too and some of them are actually quite serious yeah. where he's like a he's a lab, uh, the testing shit on the cat it's really fucked up and he escapes <laughs> and, it, yeah. and the army's going after him but there's a cult following because I was at work and it's one of these things where you'd watch it on a kid t- into nauseam so you have it ingrained in your brain so I would say a, a, a line and the yeah. kid would be like you that's from the Garfield Nine Lives and I'm like oh you know I thought I was the only kid you know me and my sister and he's like no and then there's uh, another one called Garfield's Babes and Bullets which is Garfield as Sam Spade Spade being like like when you spade a cat mm-hmm. and it's him being a private eye it's it's, it's in, done in black and white it's a half hour special and he's a, and it's really weird because it's his um his secretary is a human and then at the end of the episode, they end up like, you know, the door closes and they're going to like, you know, <laughs> you know, like they're romantically, you know, so it's very, yeah, yeah. you know, so, but it's like, these were big, um, you I know, have no recollection of any of them. Yeah. It's so, it's I, weird. I mean, I remember there being a cartoon show. Yeah. Which was 88, 88 to 94. And was watching the it show. sometimes. Yeah. I mean, obviously I knew who Garfield was. I had a Garfield soap on a rope. That's awesome. <laughs> you know? that was but cute. that's another thing too, is like this, this was Jim Davis, the creator of Garfield, um, 
very serendipitously. And I think it's also the placement when this came out. Well, I mean, this is... You know, because you think about it, I don't think he would be able to have the success with the character he had then now. Well, that's what I want to ask you because, I mean, clearly you're, you know, much more of a Garfield aficionado than I am. Um, and you're talking about getting the, you know, seeing the books and the Scholastic or yeah, I had book the, clubs. Yeah, I, I collected the books. I don't recall the comic strip ever being, like, action-oriented. It was always like four panels of like Garfield being annoyed, wanting lasagna. You know, like the oh, whole yeah. the character was very lazy. That was the point of Garfield. Yeah. He was a lazy cat. So I think but yet all these cartoon specials are like him running away from the army. <laughs> yeah, doing all kinds <laughs> him, of crazy Him shit. running away from a black you panther know? in the woods. Yeah, or you them know, going like, to like, like, real, like I don't recall him. This is, I don't recall Garfield ever being so, so action packed. Yeah, I, you know, I think um, Jim Davis talks about him being a cartoonist. He's from Indiana. And he says, uh, you know, in the 70s, he was trying to do a show called Norm Nat, and it was about insects. And uh, people, the publishers or like the, 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 the syndication people were like, this is, people aren't going to enjoy this. You know, they can't identify with insects. You've got to find a character that you can identify with. And he says at the time, like you just brought Snoopy up, he says there was a lot of dog. There was Dagwood. There was Snoopy. There was, um, there was a third or a fourth. And he's like, but he didn't really see something with a cat. So he's like, he said, you know, he grew up with cats. He grew up on a farm and all that, and he knew cats very well, and he had a, I don't know, he said a, a, a plethora of cats. And he said that, you know, that was something he can identify with, and he basically took the idea of Garfield, and Garfield is basically like a human in, like, a, a cat suit, and it has all the things that, like, in today's society that, like, you know, we feel guilty about. Our society makes us feel guilty about being yeah. lazy, eating too much, watching TV, and Garfield is not ap- apologetically personifies all that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so when he started doing the the care the the comic strip in uh, June nineteenth of seventy eight, like you, his idea, he says for coming up with with the comic strip is it's three panels. He'll think up a gag with a payoff, and then at the payoff, he'll just work back two frames and cut lob off the rest. And that's how his his idea of doing a gag. And that's kind of hard to do. You think about, to stop the bus for a minute and put it in neutral, to think about this guy, Jim Davis, has been writing all this stuff since 78. And he's coming up with every day a three-panel gag. Yeah. To do that 300 and, I don't know, maybe he's not doing it 365 days a year. Maybe yeah, they're, they're, yeah. Or, or on, on Sundays it is a longer panel. But that's just, that's hard. To, we always talk about, with us, us doing a podcast, it's fun, but then you have to then have, keep it interesting, keep it sustainable, keep it people wanting this, you know. So that's such a, uh, 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 for, for someone creatively, the pressures to be able to deliver and deliver something like that. So I think the comic strip takes off. And then, like he says, he would have been fine. The comic strip was very successful very quickly. And it, if you look at him, he's very different looking in the original cat. He's a fat cat. He's weird. He's small eyes. He's, yeah, he's yeah. very different. Uh, um, John looks relatively the same. I think Odie does. But then he, he matures it like, say, Homer or The Simpsons turn into something else. And, uh, you know, then it becomes colorized. And then I think it went into book form. And the book form, the first, like maybe I think Garfield Choose the Fat maybe might be the first book form. I think it is a collection of the of the run in sure, strips yeah. and you can even see it'll say what date it is you mm-hmm. know 214 or whatever and then i think uh the 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 specials that come out maybe he starts then making books like garfield in disguise 
which was the book off of the Garfield Halloween special, which was the original title of the Garfield Halloween special, is these side adventures. Like you're saying, let's have him be in an adventure where he's out of his element. He's not just wanting lasagna or talking to John about griping or just, yeah, you know, because yeah. that can get old, I guess. You know, <laughs> you know I mean, and it's, it's hard and to, it, make a, to make a special out of that. You know, yeah, exactly. So, you know, how, so the idea of him going to Hawaii, there's the, the special after this is Garfield in Paradise where they fly to Hawaii. Well, and, I have this thing about how, like, you know, uh, there's all these like sitcom tropes, and the, one of them is there's like always the Hawaiian a whole, episode. There's always a Hawaiian yeah. episode, the Brady Bunch, the, gro- Growing Pains. Like everybody Fonzie, went to Hawaii. Yeah, they, that's where you get the jump the shark comes from. You know, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, like that. And, and the Hawaiian episode, which is the special after this one in '86, is they go to Hawaii, and they have Wolfman Jack there. Wolfman Jack is actually a character in the in the thing, and he's and uh, they go to a hotel and they meet Frank Nelson, and Frank Nelson's a very legendary. Uh, actor in the Jack Benny troupe, but then he's people know me. He, he's always like yes, and he's in like he's in the Jetsons and he's in the Flintstones. He's always like a someone they knew, and they put him in in that as being the hotel clerk. Uh-huh. And that's about they have to like they get a '57 Chevy and they have to sacrifice it to a volcano. And it and it's weird. The there's a there's as I'm on the spot analyzing these specials, there is a interesting parallel or reoccurring theme with them where they have the special start off as a normal Garfield story. Yeah. And whatever it's about Garfield going to Hollywood to make it big Garfield going on vacation Garfield going trick or treating. And then near the in the third act it turns mm-hmm. and it becomes different. This one they scare the shit out of you in Garfield Halloween. You know in the Garfield goes to paradise they have to to stop the volcano from erupting and destroying the island and they're on in Hawaii, they have to sacrifice a virgin. They end up sacrificing the car, the 57 Chevy, and they think Odie gets killed, but he survives, I think it is. And the one I just said that's prior to this, the, when they go camping, all of a sudden a freaking Black Panther comes out and is going to kill them before yeah. the park rangers come. Uh, and not part of, like, the militant. Not not the, not the BLA. <laughs> you know, no, not the Black Panthers party of, of yes. That would be a hell of an episode. Yeah, the, the, yeah them coming out with, um, <laughs> what's his face, uh, Huey Newton and uh, with the other guy that the co-founder of the Panthers uh, with um, Alicia Huggins and uh, Tupac's um, mother uh, and Joanne Chesmark. But no, not that. That'd be hilarious. Duffy like, was like, nice touch. you know. And there's things he always says in, the, in every special. He'd say, nice touch. He'd say... Uh, Whoever thought that should be dragged out into the street and shot. And, th- and it's like, that's not mm-hmm. something you'd say in a children's show anymore. Yeah. You know? So um, I think very quickly, what Jim Davis said, his, it, it took off. And he said it would have been fine if, if this just covered beer and cigarettes. But he wanted to quickly jump on, not sell out, but he wanted to see what he can do. So he quickly went into merchandising, which I think was a brilliant move, which is in the 80s, that was yeah. what everyone was doing. So suddenly you have... Garfield and all these other iterations where you have Garfield soap on a robe, you have Garfield uh, suction cupped on a car, you have a Garfield book bag, you have Garfield books, Mm. t-shirts, you know, anything you can think of Garfield related. And he said for him... Stickers. Stickers. You know, he said... You collect stickers when you were little? Yeah. I mean, I put them on my Trapper Keeper. (laughs) Yeah, but so there was like... I had a teacher who just died last year, God bless her, Mrs. Coleman, who um, she was a math teacher, and what her <laughs> what her thing was, me and my friend Martin, who I always bring up on the cast, the joke was, you'd go into her class, and if you did good, she'd call you up to her desk, and she was an older teacher at the time too, so this could be old school for her. She, if you did good on a test, she she she'd take the sticker and she'd lick it and she'd stick it on your forehead. And you'd have like a like a I don't know, it was like a sticker of like a, maybe like a like a uh, an explosion, like a firework. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. so you have it there. So the joke was that we, we used to always laugh at like you could tell who was in Miss Coleman's class because you'd keep the sticker on the rest of your day because you would forget <laughs> about it. And, you, you know, you'd go out to recess and then like the sticker's starting to slide off your forehead, you know. <laughs> you know you're, you're playing a recess or eating like, oh, that kid's from Miss Coleman's class. And some people would take it off. But if you were naive, you'd keep it on the entire day. You'd go home yeah, with it. Yeah. So, I mean, I would keep – I had – I liked getting stickers like, you know, G.I. Joe Transformer stickers. And yeah, all. yeah, yeah. And then you'd have your Trapper Keeper. And I would put my stickers on my Trapper Keeper, you know, like that was fun. Yeah. Even a Garfield Trapper Keeper, you know, all kinds of whatever you can think. Garfield book bag, Garfield lunchbox. At some point, my mom bought me and my brother like photo albums. Yeah, you know, like without any photos in them, and we would put our stickers in there. Of course, I was a little, I was younger, and I was stupid. My brother would just put them so in stupid. still with the back on them. Oh, so that you could use like them. Because the, the the paper, the the, the, the clear. Um, yeah, but like the photo album had like stickiness. Yeah, you know, you like you like <laughs> pull yeah. off the cellophane, put your st- put your photo in, and yeah. it would stick there. And then you'd put the you know, quickly, you know, you'd like massage the cellophane to, to get back all the air bubbles out. <laughs> but I was I was little, and nobody was so like, you stick, you're, you're, so I'd be like sticking sticky sticker onto the sticky stick, and then you can't get it off. <laughs> and then you never get it off. Well, I realized now, and years later, when I go back to look at my parents' photo albums, is that. For having for thirty years a photo on that sticky, you try to take the photo off. It's ripping. Yeah, it's it's like destroying m- the photo. It's uh, cemented on. Yeah, there. I wish people would have freaking thought God of that. Damn, God damn, damn, yeah, tell me that you need acid-free plastic. Sons of bitches. <laughs> um, so, anyway, so uh, yeah, they go into like uh, merchandising, and then so I guess it's the right. Um, I keep saying us, but clearly you didn't have the same uh, upbringing as I guess I did, where it was. I was aware of the Garfield specials in the comic when I when I was living in New Haven, and th- and then I have a memory. And this is all. It's so weird when you when one memory opens up a door to all these other memories that are probably going to completely bore the audience that listens to us. But it's like, <laughs> you know, I have a memory, like I said, of Halloween, and, and and very much attached to the Michael Jackson thriller and the thriller special, the music video coming out. And my dad's like, you can't watch it, but then I would sneak and try to watch some of it. And that was the joke where it's like people were like, how did Michael Jackson turn into the zombie? Well, one of the ghouls had jelly in his mouth, and when he turned around and he opened his mouth and the jelly came out, Michael saw that jelly. <laughs> and that's why when the girl turns around, Michael's Well, that into, was you know, like, that uh, was the, you know, we were talking about Friday the 13th uh, part 6 and we talked a little bit about the series and I was talking about like when you're a kid you kind of you have to rationalize yeah, it yeah you have to like have you know, justification yes yeah. and when I lived in New Haven I, I grew up uh, in an area where I was the only white kid in the area so like I had a very unique upbringing because like I would you know I'd hang out with all these other kids and you know uh, I would be doing stuff with them so like so we would immediately we'd want to sing Thriller and all the other kids who were African Americans would be the Michael Jackson part, but then when they get to Vincent Price, it's like Dion's going to play the white kid, you know. So, <laughs> so suddenly I would have to do the Vincent Price part of. Yeah. I'd have to do the little rap, you know. Now and, we understand where your love for Vincent yeah, Price comes and, from. and Michael Jackson, you know. So, uh, and that was I remember like the the, the the controversy of how Michael became the zombie was because he saw the black the black jelly come out of the the zombie's mouth, you know. So it was very funny. So, I remember being. The house I grew up in in New Haven on Evergreen Court, the rumor was was that it was on it was on the same property as the original New Haven courthouse was. So like they had the Amistad trials or whatever in this area. And I remember when I was little, I would go down into the basement and the basement was a very old basement. I was not allowed to go down there because it was like it still had the old foundation from the original house was on one end and you can get up and you can crawl through it. And my dad used to tell me, don't go in there because Frankenstein lives in there. He would say something scary. So I wouldn't go in there and get trapped. And 
who the fuck would know? Yeah, you know. Yeah. And also on the other side of the, you'd go into this other room in the basement, and it was one of those coal bin rooms where they at one time had like a coal furnace, and the coal bin would get pushed in. So all that stuff was kind of still there. So I and and you know, so it was like a hundred to how many hundred years old this basement? You know, it was very scary. And I'm sure when if I went back to look at it today. It would be no bigger than this room we're in now. <laughs> you know, but for me, it was this huge basement that Frankenstein yeah. lived under this false thing. So when I was thinking about this Garfield special and in, in, in my upbringing as a small child before I moved, I was like, the, all these memories come back to you, like your old house and all this stuff and, and, the, uh, and all this stuff. So I remember seeing the special with the them, the park rangers and the Black Panther, uh, not the, uh, <laughs> the Black Panther party. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in New Haven, I remember seeing this Halloween special in New Haven. Then when I moved to the suburb of Hamden, going into third, I was in Catholic school at the time. And then very quickly, me and my best friend's parent, my parents and best friend's parents saying, hey, you know, Catholic school is too expensive. And who knows what kind of education they're getting. Let's just put them in the public school. So me and my friend both at the same time segued when we get, went into fourth grade into public school. And I met all these kids in fourth grade. And that was one of the first things that me and my friend Martin were able to uh, become friends with all these people because they loved Garfield, they loved Jim Davis, and we all had these the long rectangular books, and so for years that was like, and that was around the time we had our first minivan, and we had the suction cup, Garfield suction cup. Yeah, yeah. So it seems that like, uh, it's surprising to me. I guess a couple of years later is when he premieres on Saturday mornings, the Gar- Garfield and Friends. But it's surprising to me that like, you know, he was only in comic strip form, and then he'd have these specials that were on CBS prime time. And they were win- winning primetime Emmys, and that's how kids saw them. But none of these specials replay today. And his the Garfield Halloween special was the only special that was playing until a couple of years ago. And I want to say it was playing at least until 2002 or three or four. And then it went away, and then they kind of rebooted Garfield now, where the voice of Garfield, Lorenzo Music, he passed away. And they rebooted Garfield now where it's completely CGI, the cartoon. Mm-hmm. So it's one of these completely CGI cartoons. And then Frank Welker now d- does the voice of Garfield doing an v- impression of Lorenzo Music. Yeah, yeah. Lorenzo Music was an interesting voiceover guy because often these uh, voiceover guys can do like a lot of different voices. Yeah. Whereas Lorenzo Music just did Lorenzo Music. Yeah, he did that. He would do, he was Vankman. Peter Venkman on the Ghostbusters. Yeah, real playing Ghost Bill Murray. Playing. You know. And then, which must be why they thought of Bill Murray doing exactly. the Garfield. Because Lorenzo Music had passed away by then, so they're like, hey, let's have Bill let's Murray do it. Let's have Bill Murray do it. And oddly enough, I don't know if this is true, but I heard that you know the guy who wrote the Garfield movie is named, to my recollection. The live action movie. The live action yeah. movie with Bill Murray and... Is it Will Ferrell in that? No. no. Jer- Ser- Jennifer Love Hewitt's in it. Yeah, and uh, Brecken Meyer maybe plays John. Okay. And uh, but to my record, somebody told me that the guy who wrote it was named Ethan Cohen, but, but not, not but not one of the Cohen brothers. Not the. And Bill Murray is like notorious for like he doesn't really have an agent. Like yeah. you just have to figure out how to get in contact with him. And somehow this came. The script came and it said written by Ethan Cohen, and he's like, "Oh, that's really interesting." And Garfield, he did, and he didn't read the script. He was just like, "I would really like to work with the Cohen brothers and a Cohen and a weird Garfield movie, but sure." And he accepted doing it, thinking that he was going to be working with Joel and Ethan Cohen. And then, and then come to find out when he gets there for the table read, he's like, well, "What the hell is going on here?" And I don't know if that's true. That's just what somebody told me. Another little kind of tidbit Garfield story, uh, which I just think is kind of funny, is. 
um, would have been funny. It was more like when you're thinking, I should have said this. I was working at a place and we had this like this really cute receptionist in the office. And so some of the younger guys, guys that were like in their 20s, they would always talk to her, you know, talk her up, chat her up. And one day I came out of my office and... Uh, you were above that. You're like, I don't have to... Nah, I was just... You know, what am I going to do? Uh, <laughs> so I come walking out of, walking out of my, edit, my edit room, and uh, one of the guys is talking to one of the girls, and he's like, oh, talking to the girl. And he's like, hey, Blake, what did Alf like to eat? And I was like, cats. And she's like, he's like, see? And she's like, oh, how did I not know this? How did I not remember this? Of course, the, both of them are too young to have watched Alf. Which is like, another weird show. On, on like the, yeah, at the, least on like the first run of it. Yeah. But in my mind, even at the time, it wasn't even in hindsight. When he asked me, I was going to say lasagna as, oh, a, a, Garfield? as a joke. Yeah. <laughs> because of Garfield. It's like, what is Alfie? Lasagna. Yeah, duh. <laughs> and it's funny. You think about the Gar- uh, Alf show. Um, I had heard an urban legend. I don't know if it's true that the, the suburb I, I moved to, Hamden, uh, home of Ernie Borgnine, that I heard the creator of Alf was from there, too. Mm-hmm. And a, a friend of mine, you know, Chris Campitaro, his family somehow knew the, the creator, because Chris had a few signed when they did a comic book. Of Alf? A, of Alf. He had a couple signed stuff. And I never got to meet the guy, but I was like, that's so cool, because Alf was huge when we were growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I've always was told growing up. But if you think about the Alf show, and you think about, I don't know the the gentleman the name of the gentleman who played the, the, the father, or the he very <laughs> yeah. much looks like a cartoon, like he looks like uh, John. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's got the eyes with the glasses, the big glasses, and it's very, it's very, it's an interesting, uh, what is he from, Mel- Melmac? Alf is from Melmac, And I yeah. still have, I don't know if you know this, but but I'm going to stop the cast down and tell you that when you moved out for me, you left some stuff with me, and I still have your original Alf way. <laughs> street sign oh, yeah. and i kept it because there's stuff like mel mack yeah you there you bought a case of samuel adams beer that you didn't drink all of and i have one beer left that's still yours so i keep that's been in the fridge since 2005 and it's always stayed cold because i'm like i don't like samuel adams and i don't want that so i've always in case ever blake and my wife's like can we throw this out I'm like no it's blake's <laughs> It's been there for 10 years. It'll come back. It, it, 12, years. 12 years now. And he's like, and I was like, it, it hasn't skunked because I haven't gotten it hot. And even in moves, I've put it in ice. And, and Samuel, that's Samuel Adams. <laughs> Samuel, <laughs> motherfucker. That's in a dark bottle, so it yeah. also won't skunk from the light. Exactly, yeah. It's one of those summer, you know, it's winter or whatever. The yeah, yeah. It was one of those. We went to, remember that? We went to Stu Leonard's, which is a very obscure um, uh, supermarket in the New York, Connecticut area. It's from Connecticut. And... And they drop like a thousand. Yeah, because you can't grocery. You can't go to <laughs> Stu Leonard's just going grocery shopping. It's more of a. They design it like a maze. Well, like you can't they, just go to your aisle. Well, it's, they you do have, that on purpose. There's like a there's, yeah. There's obviously, there's like yeah. a starting line and there's a finish line. And there's all kind of, and, and especially in the one in um, uh, where the hell is that from? Norwalk, wherever the flagship store is. There is, uh, they have a picture of all famous people that have been there, and then they have like animatronics. Yeah, yeah. It's very much like a Chuck E. Cheese. They have pictures of you can watch the the cows being milked. Being milked, yeah. yeah there's like, you know, you can watch them it's bottling like a the milk station. Yeah, they have all this. So it's very like me going there when I was little. I was like, this is all, and you see like Hulk Hogan's been there, and all the you know all these people. And for people who uh, know the Funnier Die website, there is a skit of Richard Belzer and Christopher Walken cooking together, and. Christopher Walken lives in Connecticut, so they drive to the grocery store. They go to Stu Leonard's. So they go through Stu Leonard's. You see them, like, doing weird stuff, talking to – then they walk out and they go to, like, the petting zoo. So my point is we went to 
the Stu Leonard's near us in Yonkers, and we were just going for a shopping list. But then you can't just go there because everything. So we ended yeah. up dropping like. So you can't just go to like I need spaghetti, so I'm going to go to the, the pasta aisle. Yeah. You have to start at the at the starting line, and they bring you through everything, and it's then like you have store. to walk through everything yeah. to get to the. And then you have to walk through everything else to leave. So yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, I'll get that. Yeah. I'll get this. And you can't go on, a f- on an empty stomach as we did. So we're like, <laughs> that sounds good. So $600 And I bought later. some kind of like variety pack of Samuel you Adams. You bought like a case of case. Uh, Yeah. So uh, what were you saying? Oh, so, so we, I have the Melmac sign. You're still, you're and I had, a, I had a sign from when I was a kid. It looks like a street sign. Yeah. But it's like a plastic thing. It's like and Melmac it says, like, way. Or... It says Melmac way. Yeah. <laughs> I still have that um, someplace. And I'm like, I'm not going to do anything with this. But this is Blake's, damn it. Um, so Alf was an interesting character, but it's kind of in the same, I would say it's in the same yeah. kind of realm as a... Sure. You know, and it would be really, it would have been weird to think if they had greenlit a show where you had a live action show with a puppet Alf, a uh, puppet Garfield, as a, as opposed to doing a completely... Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. that would have been interesting for them to do that. Well, now that we're like... 40 minutes into this. Why don't you just give us a nutshell of the, what the storyline is for, this, for the Halloween special. For the Halloween special. Assuming that I'm not the only one that had never seen this <laughs> Well, before. you know, Garfield gets up in the morning and he thinks it's an everyday morning and he realizes, you know, that it's, he thinks it's going to just be another depressing day. And then he says, oh, crap, it's Halloween. And then he, he flatly states out that there is a small minority in the world that, you know, some people like Christmas, some people like whatever. He says Halloween's my favorite time because you get candy, you can go trick or treat, candy, 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 you can go dress up, whatever. Uh, Easy Garfield. And uh, that's his, that's his idea. He's going to go out, he's going to take Odie with him uh, and they're going to go out trick or treat. And well, then, he takes Odie under the guise of, and if you help me, I'll give you a piece of candy. And then Odie looks at the breaks the fourth wall, looks at us, and uh, you know because Odie's considered Odie the stupid, and uh, and then you know John's his master, and the whole thing is they're going to go trick or treat, and so they have to find costumes. They find some costumes. They go out trick or treating. Uh, we have a couple mu- musical songs as we do in all the specials uh, provided to us by Lou Rawls who I never knew who it was growing up, but I always knew it was the same person doing yeah. the songs. And it wasn't until probably, I don't know, high school or so when I realized who, figured out who Lil Riles d- was. It's like, holy crap, he's the guy that's been all these years doing the Garfield songs. <laughs> yeah, and that's, yeah. I was like, that's pretty awesome because they would write songs for each special and he'd come in and sing them. You know, um, Babes and Bullets or this song, you know, like um, uh, I'm Not Afraid of, uh, Who's Afraid of a Halloween? You know. So... Um, and then they go trick-or-treat, and then uh, near the end of the night, Garfield's like, hey, you know what? Instead of going home, we can go across the river and go to all those other houses and, and get more the candy. Woods. And then they jump on a boat, and then they get lost, and they end up on an island, and all fucking hell breaks loose. And it turns into this freaking Twilight Zone uh, terrifying uh, episode where they actually were on the line with the with the standards and practices of what CBS says you can't and can't do. They were They were like having to go back and forth of with the standard and the practices saying like, you know, you could have ghosts, but you can't have them touching anyone in a threatening way. You can't have Garfield and Odie look like they're actually in physical harm. Yeah. So they're really skirting the line here. And it's, and it's, 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 you can't have sexual innuendo. Yeah. You know, you can't have, you know, all that kind of stuff that they love doing in the 80s. You can have nudity and stuff like that. So that's basically what it is in a nutshell. And it's only, what, 24 or 23 minutes. Yeah, because yeah, I needed commercials. Yeah, and it's commercials and all that kind of thing. And... Um, you needed some Where's the Beef commercials. Yeah, and all those other kind of like, you know, new at Wendy's and... Uh, oh, McDonald's. Or, or the halls of medicine. <laughs> Walk into the <coughs> the halls of medicine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so needed like the commercial for... 
the, the the local guy. Well, the local, but you also had like the McDonald's commercial. Well, it's like get your happy jack o' lantern. Oh yeah, buckets. And the, yeah, and you do the thing, and you can get you know and Ronald you get your happy meal, but it would come in like a little jack o' lantern bucket. That's so when that they would you, so that, that you could use for. We had such an awesome childhood because back then <laughs> you would get like a cardboard uh, happy meal, and it had it had uh, games, uh, games, and events on other sides. You'd have uh, you'd have like. Uh, uh, pictures you can sometimes you could like cut it out reform it to be something else and it would close to be like a little like suitcase yeah it'd be like a little with it, the mcdonald's like, like the, a holder the, with the golden arches being, being like, like the handle yeah and then as well as like you know whatever the toy was i remember getting matchbox you get real uh you know get real toys die cast yeah it wasn't like a plastic or some crappy stuff and you know you collect stuff and it was really a fun but then you come around christmas time and instead of getting them in the cardboard box you would get a Happy Meal, and maybe it was extra or something, but you could get, like, a little pumpkin case, which oh, was yeah, not, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. pumpkin shape like you'd get at the store. You mean around Halloween? You said Christmas time or Halloween around, time? I, I meant Halloween. If I didn't yeah. say Halloween, I meant around Halloween time. Yeah, you get it, and that could be double as your And you could use, use that for trick-or-treating. Yeah. yeah. So this this special brings up, for me, like, all the years, which we've talked about in prior casts of us remember trick-or-treating and stuff. I remember... You talk about a time where you went to some sort of function in Philly where they were giving out werewolf I series. I, t- <laughs> I think I talked about that with, last year, maybe Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, because they have that like that town Halloween. Yeah, where Charles Durden's like, "Hey, I'm Charles Durden. <laughs> yeah, on it. You look, look, look pretty. You look like, oh, pretty cool here. No one's afraid of the mail, man." And I was Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. <laughs> I was talking about how I remember going to like a Philadelphia function, yeah. dressed as the black suited spider-man awesome that your grandma made right she yeah that my grandmother made she out of a black sweatsuit <laughs> hey that's what you do i mean it's funny because it's and like i got my werewolf fox the, fox series werewolf which we put button. we put as an extra on our podcast we put up a a picture of that pin so if you go look at maybe it's either that one or for some reason i feel like we might have talked about that with it's probably that one. Dark Knight but we also friend. did Night of the Creeps right around that time. Yeah, and it could have been that too. And and I brought up the story of me when I lived in New Haven going to the Catholic school St. Michael's on Worcester Street and going into the basement and having like a bobbing for apples. And that was when I was dressed as the G.I. Joe with the G.I. Joe face the and the paper plastic. Mask, yeah. You know, it was like a plastic mask. Yeah, pet plastic. And then a plastic, like it was a like a garbage bag that's highly flammable. <laughs> Anybody smoking near you, you'd go up like a bonfire, you know. And it's just funny, you think of how cheap, like my wife was saying to me, she grew up in England, like in a regular costume for her is they get her, they get her a bin liner, which is basically a garbage bag, and they poke holes in it, and you put something around your waist, and there you are, you know. Yeah, or, my mom was a single working mom, and uh, so early on we made costumes. Yeah, um, and you just you know so that was a big that and, was a big thing. And one of the earliest, it, and it's yeah. funny when I was watching not this not this year, but I don't even know it was last year. There's some episode that has a of the Goldbergs that has a Halloween. Special, like yeah. a Halloween episode, not a special, but like a Halloween episode. And uh, one of the kids grows, one of the, either Adam or Barry, one of them goes as a Rubik's Cube, mm-hmm. and one of them goes as the Incredible Hulk. And that show just like takes me back to my childhood. One I've heard that. I've, I haven't watched it, and not I just be, to. But not just because it's the 80s, but because like they're in Philadelphia, which is where I grew up. Yeah. Their mom is like crazy overprotective, which my mom was. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a like he's got it's him and he's got an older brother and I have an older brother, 
And like that episode, like there are pictures of me and my bro- my brother dressed up as a Rubik's cube for Halloween somewhere. There's pictures of me as, the same. As, as the Hulk. You know, what I mean? it was like it's like they told, took this out of my childhood. Uh, so I have a lot of memories of like making uh, costumes really early on. My mom made a. Uh, you know, taking boxes. Back in the day, that's not a cardboard box. It was yeah, like the you, greatest you thing ever. You do whatever ever. you want with it. Uh, I mean, I remember since we were just talking about me living in New Haven when I was little with me being the only white kid in the neighborhood. I, if anybody can remember this, they did this too. Please tweet us or message us. I learned very early on making toys on your own. A lot of my friends would take a milk carton or an orange juice carton, mm-hmm. put it on its side, cut it open, and then you'd make it into a spaceship and you put your G.I. Joes in it. Yeah, and yeah. you can make like you draw like, you know, the control room and you pick seats out of cardboard and that would be your, your you know. So you would have the kid up the road who's got like a freaking um, the F-16 Sky Striker. <laughs> and then I'm coming with my fucking Minute Maid <laughs> cardboard. I'm like, because <laughs> my parents can't affri- afford whatever. And I'm driving, you know, I got like, I got a Minute Maid. And my mom's like, you want a the milk carton for what? I'm like, I'm going to make it into a rocket ship. <laughs> I remember taking boxes that were big enough for us to like sit in and making spaceships. Dude. For like us. Yeah, Bruh. For me and my bra. <laughs> Bruh. I remember taking my radio flyer, which I built in the basement of that house. It was scary at my grandfather. We built a radio flyer, put it together. And I'm like, I'm like, this is creepy down here. And I remember uh, when we were moving, taking one of those big boxes and putting it on top of the radio flyer and then turning it into a tank. Yeah. So like inside of it, you know, it's like you, you make all these diagrams and stuff. You cut holes, and it's like, of course, you're like, it's a hot, humid summer day. So you're like, <laughs> it's like you're in a Boiler. sweat box. And you're like, <laughs> and then you realize you're the only one that like, you know, you you can't go anywhere with the damn thing because no one, someone has to pull you. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like so that that it was a great idea at the time taping the box down, but then you can't even get out. <laughs> you taped yourself in there, you know. Uh, but, but see, that's that's what these are the memories that I I think of when the, the Garfield. Uh, Halloween special where it's like when I was very little my mom she used to make our own costumes and my mom uh, it was a tradition in our house where she would you know make stuff with a sewing machine so she made my sister and I matching clown costumes so we were like I was like four my sister's three and we and she made us like clown costumes but in the sense of the clown like the the, like the the uh, Caruso, like sad, you know, yeah, Caruso, yeah. the sad clown. So it's like with the bell, you know. So it's not like a clown you'd see like that's it's like, not like Bozo the clown. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. It's not like her. Uh, what's his fame? Binky the clown on Garfield, or or the clowns you see like prodding animals into submission in like Ringling Brothers. It's more like yeah, the yeah. old classical clown. So, or like me being a pirate, you know, when I was little. Like Garfield turns up being in this. So it's like this brought up all the memories of going to these functions when I was little, dressing up as the G.I. Joe, or my dad would like, you know, you want some face paint? He'd like take a cork, burn it, and he'd put, you know, and then all of a sudden <laughs> I have, you know, I'd have like some like uh, yeah, yeah. camouflage to go out playing in the backyard or whatever, uh, you know, or or like, you know, I wanted to be a gangster when I was little, when I was seven or eight, because I was big into the De Palma movie, The Untouchables and Al Capone, so they found me a Tommy gun, but I was like, it doesn't have a drum barrel, so they took a uh, oatmeal yeah, yeah, and they took either end of the oatmeal thing, sure. condensed it, put it on the where the where the where the uh, the clip is, and then they painted the whole thing black. And there, I have a Tommy gun. Yeah, yeah, and it was awesome. I remember him taking an oatmeal can and making a rocket pack. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> it was circular, it was a cylinder. Yeah, so there you are, you're a freaking rocketeer. You know, you're 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 a rocket man. What's his face from the uh, from the from the fifties? So it's like all these memories come to light of me, like trick or treating and stuff. And it seems like. It's such a different time now because we would go out trick-or-treating. You'd go out past dark. 
you you'd go around the neighborhood not you wouldn't necessarily some families who trusted their kids a little more you wouldn't yeah, yeah. you would go out alone you know my parents never let, really let us do that they always watched or they'd watch from afar they'd let us go but they'd sit in the car you know or you'd go to another neighborhood trick-or-treating but that was such a huge thing and that's, i was never allowed to do another neighborhood i was yeah. only ever allowed to do like my neighborhood but even doing our neighborhood like like nowadays it seems like uh where i live like a lot of people don't even participate where like the i remember i'd get off of work uh, say uh, early for me, you know, I usually get out at 10 o'clock at night, but if I got out earlier on Halloween and I'd be driving home, you know, just be getting dusk, I'm like, where are all the trick-or-treaters, you know? like yeah. people. Well, they are, end at like four now. Yeah, and then people are worried about, you know, I would think, you know, people are so uh, overprotective of their kids nowadays for, for, for better or for worse because, you know, you're worried about whatever with uh, child predators or whatever. But even at our time, when we would go out, you'd still have run the risk. We've talked about, like, a guy putting, like, a razor in an owl. <laughs> or, like, yeah, you know, yeah. or getting poison candy. You know, like, you'd always have, like, weirdos giving you, or you'd have the woman up the street giving you Tootsie Rolls or, like, pennies. Here's a penny. You know, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and, like, I don't want you. And then that was the thing. You don't take anything homemade. Only take anything that's pre-wrapped. You know, and that was the big push when we and were And my little. mom would sit there and inspect every piece of candy. Yeah. Like quickly, like go through, make sure nothing was had been opened already. Yeah, because I guess that was instances where there was people doing that, killing kids. Or <laughs> well, yeah, well, no. when we did ha- when we did Halloween two, yes, two uh, years ago, uh, for our Halloween episode, and there's that shot of like the kid going into the hospital with his mom with like a huge bloody rag over the his mouth. The implication is that he the implication is that he bit into a razor blade yeah. and an apple, or and that's something. so messed up. And I don't know if. If there's an actual, if that goes back to a story of some wacko in some, like, in Kansas or, you know, doing that, or is, or if it's just an urban legend that's been, yeah, yeah. you know, proliferated into some kind of thing here. This will be fun. Yeah. This will be, this will really scare some kids, you know. But then it's just, like we've said countless times in the other cast before, it's like, you're going to get found out. If you're the only dude on the block. <laughs> giving out an apple. Giving out an apple. <laughs> guy bites an apple as a razor blade. Well, I always say that there was. there's always one house. And you're the guy who the night before went to the local hardwood store and bought a box of razor blades. It's like, you know, there's always, I always remember one house, even when I moved, there was always, you'd always get one packet of soda caps. Yeah. Whatever they were called. The those, ones, you mean the things that are on like the, the paper and you lick, you rip them no, off? No, no. What are those was, called? Uh, dots. Yeah, and then you sometimes get the paper in your mouth. Like, <laughs> no, but there was like bottle caps. Okay. There was a candy called bottle caps, and it was like, they were kind of like sweet tarts. Okay. But they were shaped like a bottle cap, yeah. you know, like an old style. Twist or a beer. Yeah, or yeah, like yeah, a beer yeah. bottle. And then they were flavored like soda. So there'd be like a Dr. Pepper flavored one and a cola flavored one, a root beer flavored one. Sweet. And it was, they would come in like a little plus, and there was only ever like one packet. You know, you'd get multiple Milky Ways, multiple, like, fun-sized Three Musketeers, little boxes of Milk Duds. You get, like, doubles everything. Yeah. You know, you get a lot of... But you always get one package of bottle caps, and it was always, like... I used, we used to joke on a previous podcast, we joked that it was, like, one family. It was like, Dion, you got the bottle caps this year. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do the bottle caps. Hey, I did it last year. This year, you got to do the bottle caps. Yeah, and, and it's just amazing that just all the and then now I don't know, I mean we've talked about before where kids don't even go out anymore. They don't even after school. You know, you get on your bike, you go yeah. hang out till like either it's dark or it's dinner time. Now they're just what play dates, right? Well, you know, you know if they could get in trouble, um, especially with trick or treating, of taking a rowboat to a, a house and have some creepy old guy. 
It's 110 years old. <laughs> Talk about Telling a lot of story. About he was a cabin boy on a pirate ship. That's gonna in that this, this, this maybe like rightfully tonight. so. If that kind it's of shit can go down, tale. yeah, maybe they shouldn't. You know, <laughs> kids should be able to trick or treat by themselves if uh, they could be attacked by pirate ghosts, ghost pirates, and uh, so. To, that rounds back into here. So, you know, in the 80s, you had Jim Davis, the creator of Garfield, merchandising the crap out of Garfield. So Graf, Garfield was everywhere. So they got into the to the to doing the, the TV show uh, specials. And I think this is, what, the third special or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do a show called um, Garfield in Disguise, but it ends up being the Garfield Halloween adventure, like you said, was broadcast on October the 30th, uh, 1985. Yeah, that, back then, it's like they would also... Seems like it would be later. Nowadays, you still see that they'll still do the peanut, the peanut stuff, great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, or whatever. Um, but they air them really early. Whereas, like this is like the night before Halloween. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Well, they're 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 trying to capitalize on like tomorrow night. This is what's going to happen to you because I think after this, I've always known this airing like at the beginning of the month. Oh yeah. You know, and this was something as well as I would look forward to. This was a like I said, this was a tradition with my me and my sister. I'd watch it with her that we would sit in front of a TV, we'd watch this special growing up, and, like, we know the Halloween special was, uh, the Halloween season was here. Um, I know there are huge staunch supporters of the Peanuts, and I love the, um, I like the Peanut comic strips. I love the uh, Charlie Brown Christmas special. I honestly wasn't that much into the other uh, mm-hmm. Peanut specials. I have them all, like, you know, when they go to Europe or... Uh, them going to summer camp or they get lost on the raft or, uh, you know, like I said, no dogs allowed. Or the one I brought up on the uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit podcast we did earlier this year where it was like a live action mix with Snoopy's brother with the uh, Van Dyke mustache he had, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. the guy, you know. But I, and then I never was a fan of like the Thanksgiving, the Pilgrim special or them learning about, you know, you learn about the Constitution. Uh, you know, they're always trying to educate the kid. Well, there one, there's know? ones that are later like those, you know, there's the ones like... They did like a, they like did the, a second a Christmas special. You yeah. Know, they're going, they're, they're studying a for cardboard Christmas, box. Yeah. Charlie Brown. And it's nowadays to like like round out the hour or something they'll they'll do like they'll bill it as you know great pumpkin charlie brown or whatever and so that's what you think you're watching and then right when that ends like another christmas uh, halloween special from like snoopy halloween special starts up yeah from like the 90s (laughs) yeah like when was this one and that was with me you'd have the christmas you'd have the Charlie Brown Christmas, the original one from the late sixties. You get like the Constitution one. Yeah, and it's like, like, what the fuck is this? You know, and you're learning, you're learning about like you know people coming over and and the Pilgrims talking. Where to there's the like adults that talk. Yeah. Whereas the back in the day was like wah 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 wah. Yeah, and it's more of them like Charlie Brown coming up like on a stage and they're doing a play and they're gonna like we're learning about the Pilgrims. Even as a guy, I'll be honest special. with you. I mean, obviously we've dec- we've already kind of. Well, so let me finish my thoughts. So, I was always predisposed to like the Garfield Halloween special over the Great mm-hmm. Pumpkin Charlie Brown, which could be scandalous in some sort of uh, It probably circles, is. You know, as a preference of like, you know, is it Yankees versus Red Sox or, you know, <laughs> you know, Giants versus Jets, you know? So, um, so as much as I like the Christmas special of Charlie Brown, I never, never really care for the Great Pumpkin or some of the other ones. I mean, I found them highly informative, like the, but it's ones you can't really watch into nausea. Yeah, I mean, obviously, about there, the pil- there, there would be people and, that uh, disagree with you, yeah, especially yeah. about 
Great Pumpkin and like the big ones, Easter, yeah. you know, the big famous ones. And I'd watch them, but it's like, it's hard too. Like, you know, it's like with my wife, you know, she never grew up watching any of this stuff in England. So when I try to show this to her, she's like, this is, what the fuck? It's really boring. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what the hell? I was like, yeah, I get it, you know, but what the hell's going yeah. on? Yeah, well, we kind of established that when it comes to holiday specials, not even, uh, not on, not even um, purposely. I'm a bit of a stick in the mud, and then like I never really cared for them. I'm, I would watch them, and but like even as a kid, I remember watching the Charlie Brown ones, um, the Peanuts ones, and just thinking that like just waiting for Snoopy to show up. I like I didn't give a shit about Charlie Brown. Oh, the, all those or Lucy. Yeah, those little vignettes. <laughs> like, you do yeah, with, like what is Snoopy? What guy? <laughs> Forget these kids. I want to see him be the Red Baron. <laughs> you know? Like, I just want to watch Snoopy, for Christ's sake. Yeah. I did, like, you'd be, like, painstakingly waiting for something to happen. Well, because I find the the Christmas one very entertaining, and I can watch that every year. Like, I'm used to that. I love that one. But the other ones, they just, you know, it's, I mean, you have the, um, what's her face, um, doing the, the, psych, the psychiatric, you know, for a penny. She'll psychoanalyze you. Oh, yeah. We'll in, the, in the Christmas one. But... That was all right, but in the other ones, I find it to be, you know, they're interjecting a lot of philosophy or they're trying to talk to kids about either history or, or they're, you know, they're interludes with Vince Guaraldi, the music, you know, uh, which, I mean, I love the jazz in it and all that kind of thing. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's a, a thing I love about well, this. Well, I always argue as an adult watching them. Um, I always, I think like my big argument is like, these are proof. These specials, Peanut Special, I would argue, uh, and not to, you know, discourage anybody that is a big fan of the Garfield special like Dion. Uh, I would argue that these are perfect proof that there's this misnomer that kids don't have a good attention span. Because if you watch these things, they are so slow and boring. <laughs> but yet kids were captivated by them, you yeah. know? So, like, I just, like, you don't give, I don't think people give kids credit for being able to have, like, a long attention span and pay attention to something that's relatively slowly paced. Because especially the, Peanuts ones. I mean, even I would argue that even for the '70s or whenever those were, those original ones were made, they're slow. That they were still probably you know, pretty slow. Yeah, I mean, especially the long ones if they're passing out half hours. So when they're like they go to New York, or I have a memory of them going to like up to like Lincoln Center to see some stuff. <laughs> I don't know. You know, like they're Man, ice you skating. Really, you know, <laughs> you were busy. We're oh yeah, I was watching a lot of these specials growing up. Um, you know, and there's you know, I, know, I know like three or four. Like I know the the Halloween one, I know the Christmas one, I know the Easter one, and I feel like I know the Thanksgiving one. But you those are the, the one, only ones you I remember really the one know. where they're going like um they go camp they go like to summer camp and then they're like on the the they're on like the river boating. I mean, I have like you know, and then they go the, they visionary. go the wrong way. You know, it's like this because you know what happens is there's so many subplots. You have the Snoopy subplot, you have the Charlie Brown and Lucy and all them subplots. So these could be one special, but I'm. Yeah. Thinking they're four different specials, you know. Ah, oh, so yeah, they had the feature. You had like Snoopy Come Home, which was a feature like movie, which wasn't a TV special. Is that the new dogs allowed? Is that, that the might one? Be that yeah, one. Yeah. Like that, and those were those were big things. So I have always had a predisposition to the Garfield Halloween special, and um, I mean, yeah, I mean, let's just because I didn't know the special and I clearly didn't know most of these Garfield specials. Let's you know make it perfectly clear. Garfield was, because of what you were talking about with the merchandising, Garfield was big. Yeah, I mean, he's like everybody, big, everybody, but... everybody knew who Garfield was. We had the Garfield things. Everybody had, like, a Garfield stuffed animal. I certainly remember the comic strip. Yeah, and, and Davis says like that. himself that it, it helped him 
kind of flesh more out the character when he, in the different iterations of him being able to feel the plush thing or whatever. So it would give him more ideas to do these kind of things, you know. And he, and he talks about, you know, uh, you know, the different avenues about, you know, how to make the comic or how to do a joke and all that kind of a thing. And, you know, John is, is the everyday American and he's just a foil to Garfield. And I like what he says, like, uh, according to him, like an exciting night for, for John is just sitting at home and watching an Ethel Barrymore film festival on TV. So he's very boring. That was a subplot where he's trying to get a date all the time. And Garfield would always be, you know, like Garfield has a weird personality where he's like, he's everything you kind of want to be as a kid. Like he's not apologetic about, being lazy or just wanting to eat food he's kind of like he's he's very moody it's much like like you see with if you own a cat you know our cats are cats have very unique personalities and cats you know even if you're if you're eating pizza or anytime you're eating something uh, you know that's the only time the cat's interested in you know or if you're getting them ready to eat or they're hungry they'll wake you up yeah you know they're they're very smart but they're not like a dog where a dog is more of a companion where cats want to do their own thing but the cats are you know, so you play on that and you get kind of a Garfield and it's very funny. So then you see him out of his element doing these crazy adventures and you have this start off where it's a normal day. You have Binky the Clown, which for me is almost like a forerunner to like, um, uh, what's his face from Krusty uh, the Clown, you know, I mean, and if you look at, he's incredibly frightening. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> if you look at how he's drawn, he's very scary. And I think that's the purpose is like you're, they're playing on the idea. There's a lot of adult kind of. Uh, things going on kind of in these in this in this special or the or, or how they do these kind of specials where it's like you know be, before our generation you have a lot of local you know you had like Captain Kangaroo you had those a lot of local kids like not a Mr. Rogers but people dressing up and stuff or maybe a clown guy and some of these things were freaking scary looking yeah, yeah. and that's where you get like people spoofing it in horror movies where you have the killer clown or whatever so I see that with Binky the Clown is you know it's almost like Krusty that's the joke with Krusty where it's like uh you know, there was a famous uh, children's host in the 50s or 60s who say, like, hey, send me money, kids. And, the, you know, they get in trouble because he was asking the kids to send them money, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that, they, I think they spoofed that on uh, The Simpsons with Krusty the Clown. But that's the joke here where it's like, I think Binky the Clown is supposed to be scary. Yeah. You know, he's supposed to be off-putting. That's why Garfield wants to turn off the uh, the TV so quickly and get away. But then when he realizes it's, it's Halloween, it's like, oh, it's, this is going to be great. And, you know, it leads us to a a song sequence with Lou Rawls, the great Lou Rawls singing. And then it's like, uh, you're learning like, well, what, you know, what in the, like the song, what can I be? You know, hey, there's many sides of me. It's like, Oh, you know, you can, like we, we just said, you can go around your house and you can go up to the attic and you can find whatever you want. The hap dash, you can put an outfit together and then you become the character. What does he become? He's, he's orange beard, the pirate. And you got Odie the stupid. It's funny with the peg legs, and uh, you know there's, there's a lot of subtle humor there. And then they go out, they go out trick or treating, and they become these characters. And once they get out trick or treating, uh, and you have the other Lou Rawls scene, like uh, um, I'm not as scared of a, of a ghost, um, where the the trick or treaters they meet are actually like monsters. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. they, they meet a they meet a, like a, a real ghost. They pick up there's a there's a there's a ghoul under a ghoul mask. You know, so it's it's funny that it's like Garfield. It's like kids want to be scared and kids want to be like uh, have an ego, but then it's they're scared very quickly. And it's like that's like Garfield getting scared and he's hiding behind the persona of the um, of the pirate or whatever character he's being. And he's yeah, going trick or treating, yeah. and then he's like threatening the woman if you don't if you don't give us the trick or, the treats, I'll you know I'll, I'll give your 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 drapes to my finger my sword <laughs> and he give him the treat, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you know it's almost the end of the night, and then they he he realizes let's go. 
across the river. They grab this boat, and the, and the, the boat's name is actually, uh, I think it's like Caroline or something. That's Caroline, yeah, think, Jim yeah. Davis's wife's name. They, they named the boat after that. And, you know, it's funny where he's like, put out the oars. and uh, Oh, he doesn't know, so he throws the oars out. And that was always a joke <laughs> I laughed at when I was little, you know. And then they get on his island, and, you know, suddenly they go inside this creepy old house, and there's this old guy there, the old guy uh, in, uh, voiced by Lindsay Workman. Uh, and it's purposely done as a completely different animation. They want to make it look kind of scary with warts and stuff and, you know, almost like a caricature. And it's very different from how Garfield and Odie and John look. Yeah, you know, and then he starts, and he starts telling them this story where it's, it's, it's and for me, it is. I, I read on the internet where like the funnest ghost stories are the stories you don't realize are going to start off as ghost stories, you mm-hmm. know. And that's what this is, where it's suddenly like you know they, they they've gotten into themselves into this situation where, from ten minutes from now at midnight, that this this horrible or whatever you call this tradition or this curse is going to happen. And they're stuck in the middle of it. And this guy tells them this story about this, these pirates. And, you know, when I was growing up, I thought that was a little far-fetched. But you forget there were pirates into the 1700s or 1800s along the Connecticut or the eastern coasts going down to, like, Florida's and stuff like that. So there was kind of piracy and buried treasure to a certain extent. Sure. I mean, it's the whole thing you know, with the Oak Island mysteries. I think that, that might be pirate treasure and all yeah. that stuff. And I, I remember when I was little, always trying to do the math of how old this guy must be if he was a 10-year-old cabin boy 100 years ago. And I was like, well, then, but he, then so he's 110 here and he's in good form or what is he, you know? And I like the, when they cut back to the flashbacks of, there's only like two or three uh, frames that you see, that I think they're stills, that the animation is very different. And to me, the animation of like the pirates putting the, the hiding the pirate treasure is very 50s Disney. Yeah. You know, it's done in such a way where it looks almost like a page out of Peter Pan. Not so much Captain Hook, but the pirates. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's done, I wonder if it's done purposely on that style to evoke the kind of uh, that very style of classical, gorgeous animation of the time to. To, you know, it's working on our subconscious level of knowing what that imagery looks like from sure. the 50s or 40s or 50s and 60s, yeah, yeah. you know, and then <clears throat> they mark it off where he's like, they're going to be coming back tonight, you know, and then, you know, I always like the joke where he's like, do you believe this? And he's like, believe, you know, and he scares <laughs> the shit out of him. And then suddenly they turn and he's gone. And very easily, if they didn't have that shot of him leaving on the rowboat, he could have been a ghost too who the hell knows what yeah, yeah. you know it's very then you don't know then suddenly they see that he takes the rowboat and he's off and he steals their candy as well I don't think he's doing it on purpose but he's just trying to get the hell out of there and then you have the the the, uh, the grandfather clock stroke midnight and suddenly out of the fog you know you have this ghost ship coming it's really cool how they did the effects where they said like since it's pre-CGI they did this like they tried to get this like swirly cross dissolve kind of effect. So they had to do like a double burn, have it glow to get this kind of a, a look to, to have a unique look at the ghosts. And, and I always found the ghosts so frightening when I was little. And, oh, yeah. and, you know, seeing this like, you know, you're like five or six, you know, and it's all <clears throat> it becomes very serious, you know, and it's and it's it's very much you think about it. I don't know if it's a conscious decision, but we always we've talked about, especially this year of the ghosts in the 80s being like the poltergeist, the, ghost, <laughs> yeah, you know, the ghost Ghostbusters, where it's the ghost, the, 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 the specter of the poltergeist that give off that glow. Mm-hmm. And I like that where they go, they hide in the cupboard and you see the ghosts, like the windows lighting up because they're coming and then they come in. And I've always found them so creepy looking and then they open the thing, they get their treasure. And, uh, 
you know, Odie sneezes and then they, they come in and then there's a big run to get off and they have to try to get off. And at that point, like the music, it's like, it's really jazzy and it's almost like, it's almost like a Lalo Schifrin soundtrack yeah, at the end yeah. where it's like, you know, the, the trumpets working their, their freaking thing off. And it's like, it's, it's such a different score from the beginning of the episode. It's really like, you know, pumping up and going crazy and then they almost die and Odie saves them. And it's funny because in the, in the book version, uh, Garfield in Disguise, uh, if you keep an eye on his pirate hat, the crossbones is a character. So you see, like at one point when, like the when Garfield's almost drowning, the crossbones, the head, the head and the crossbones, like is on top of the hat trying to hold on, and it, then you see it swimming away. You know, so they do like a little jokes there. Yeah, yeah. And then Odie saves them, and they get back to shore, and they find the rowboat with their candy. But in the original, I don't know if it was a deleted scene in the cartoon but in the book version is that they i think it's garfield steals a ring out of the treasure as they're running out and the ghosts follow them back to their house and he has to give them back the on like their doorstep the uh the ring that he stole because that's their fucking shit you know that's what yeah, he's coming yeah. back for and i always found that so freaky that like they make a curse signed in blood you know and that and that this curse it's much like uh the movie we're going to do at the end of this week you know, where there's there's a curse in blood and they're going to come back even beyond the grave to fulfill it. And I've always thought, like, oh, you can do that? If I could just, <laughs> you know, or it's like those things where, you know, you have like, a, you know, those old, like, uh, you know, Edgar Allan Poe movies or something where they like, you know, they like the, there's one called The Haunted Palace where they put Vincent Price and they're going to about to burn him alive at the beginning. And he says, like, I'm cursing you and all your relatives and all your kids' kids and they're all going to know my name because I'm going to fuck. It's, it's like the devil's reign when they burn Borgen yeah, alive. Yeah, you know? It's yeah. like I love those ideas that just because he's saying it, it's going to, it's you know, it, it's it's destined to happen. Um, and this was different at the time because it, it scared the crap out of me at the end. And uh, it's like almost like a bait and switch because you don't see it coming. And I think that's the like the alluring thing is like you think it starts off as the special going one way, and then and like I said they do that in every different episode kind of with these uh, prime time specials, the Halloween one they scare you or the uh, you know the other I, mean, I guess the the um, the one where they go to the with the Black Panther yeah. that's scared that scared you too but they do these they're doing something different that you don't expect you know. Uh, what were your impressions of it? I mean, this is hard because it's, again, you having never seen it, you have in a history, you know who Garfield is, but then you didn't have the thing <laughs> yeah, for Garfield. Yeah. It's tough because, you know, we did Beauty <clears throat> and the Beast and uh, we did this and this is like, it's just not stuff that I have any kind of nostalgia for. So it's like, I can't come at it from the same angle that you're coming at these things. Um it was, you know, it is what it is. It yeah, was yeah. fine. <laughs> but did you, so did you know, since you thought it was maybe this thing where Odie was going to the pound, I mean, you yeah. didn't see the setup. In my head, I was like, I was like, I think I've seen it. And I, and I was assuming that they got separated while they were trick-or-treating. Yeah. And it turns into this morality tale, like, you know. <laughs> but apparently that's not what happened. So it was like, there was this moment of like, okay, yeah, this is not. Like, I guess when they found the boat, they got on the boat. I was like, okay, this is not that. This yeah. is not what I thought it was. Um, so you, so it wasn't, that's funny because it wasn't spoiled for you. You didn't have any spoiler of what the ending was going to be. Yeah, no. You know, no. where it just completely loses its shit. And it's like this, this wholly different, you know. Yeah, but you, you know. get to, I mean, it's a cliche, you know, it's cliche a little bit. You know, it's a formula of, that, yeah. of this kind of story. So when you get to the old guy's house and he starts telling what happens, it's like, oh, it's going to be this. Yeah. <laughs> Look, okay, this is where it's going. All right. You know, it was fine. Um, 
you know, I'm <clears throat> not a, uh, I'm not really an adult cartoon watcher. Like, I don't watch The Simpsons. I haven't watched The Simpsons since I was 12 or 13. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's people that still watch it now. Yeah. I don't watch The Family Guy. Yeah. I've seen it, but I don't watch it, you know? Yeah. I'm um, the same way. I used to try to watch them, but I, I, I don't off. You know, there's all these other ones that, you know, friends of mine or mutual friends of ours, uh, Rick and Morty and all this stuff, and yeah. they try to be like, you should watch I'm like, eh. Yeah, I've tried. I don't to know. Watch like, that. I'm an adult. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I, I, I'll give it a try, but I don't really get into them. So, um, but you'll. But, but, but the distinction is, you'll go back and watch, you know, like GI Joe or something. You I know, was that kind of clearly thing. much more action, com, uh, cartoon oriented. Although I was way into Ducktales when I yeah. was a kid, and and you'll uh, watch them now. So it's not like you're off a cartoon. No, no. I mean, I'll watch them. Yeah. I'll sometimes go back and watch Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's not like you're a no cartooner at all. You just no, don't not just, like with the with the like, especially the adult orientated cartoons nowadays. The, yeah, the, it's the just not my, It's not really just my. It's not my thing. That's yeah. all. Um, and so there's that, and I'll watch Looney Tunes and shit. Like I'll go back to stuff that I do have nostalgia for, I guess. And I'll and I'll watch it. I'll go back down memory lane. And some of them are still great. I still think Batman the Animated Series is one of the great oh, yeah, shows. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Television shows of all time. Um, so it's tough to come back to something like this, <clears throat> which I don't necessarily have. Sure, I have nostalgia for Garfield, um, as I, as I'm sure most, if not all, people our age do. But not knowing the special, um, it didn't it didn't seem to be anything special to yeah. me. <laughs> you know? But it was perfectly fine. I didn't mind watching it. I thought it was fun. You know, I got. Uh, you know, it was what it was. Um, I got no complaints. This was the first one that they actually based on the original concept. So I guess the other ones were based off of... Like comic strips. Yeah, or, or stories they'd already done in book form, maybe. And this is the first one they did. And it's... I don't know if it's unique of the time to actually have, in the 80s, to have like like a, like a show like this that's geared towards cartoons have like a supernatural ending. Yeah. Have something different where it's not like this, them going trick-or-treating and something happening. But like having ghosts or have... It's like the, you know, like a, like an amazing stories or a, are you afraid of the dark kind of a concept where suddenly. Sure. Well, I have a huge know. affinity for, uh, which we talk, coincidentally, we talk a bit about in the Beauty and the Beast, yeah. which is, uh, and I don't know the history of it, but I have a huge affinity for the Disney Sleepy Hollow, Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Oh, yeah. So do I. Um, That's, I grew up watching the, the Ichabod Crane. Yeah. Narrated by Bing Crosby. Yeah. Stuff like that. Which I think we both agreed seems to be heavily, in yeah. our opinions, influenced on, on the Yeah, we talked about it in the, in the Beauty of the Beast. And it was funny because when we did that, and I'm sure we talked about it there, so I'm not going to get into it, but you were like, I have a I have a theory about something uh, that I want to talk to you when we start recording the podcast. And I was like, okay. so I, And you brought it I up. I told you to go watch it. Yeah, I said, please go watch it before we do it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it was funny because it was... It was like I have exactly the same yeah. <laughs> feeling about it. Well, that was another that was another ritual for me to rent that and watch that around Halloween time because that's another one that's very scary. But that's what is that forty nine? So that's like what fifty years removed. Yeah, that's another one where it starts off as something. Compl- I mean, you know where it's going because it's it's the Washington Irving story. But if you don't know the Washington Irving story, it starts off like it's something completely different, and it's it what is it 
the, the first two acts are just him being kind of a dick Ichabod Crane. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. selfish, and he's a really you know he doesn't he's not teaching the kids anything. He wants the girl, but then that last act. It's or, pretty scary. Yeah, where what's his face? The Gaston character starts. I forget his name. He starts telling that that really cool story that that like almost wrapped him. That I'm gonna sit down and tell you about Ben <laughs> You know, Bingo Crosby starts singing that that song about yeah, yeah. the the haunted horseman, and then he goes home, and that then that whole end sequence of it's so it's frightening, and it's something like I, I, I had my <clears throat> my in laws over this past summer, and um, their son who's seven. And he's he's a young seven, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like you know, uh, and uh, I showed him for the first time because we went through Sleepy Hollow. So I was showing him the because in Sleepy Hollow, New York, close to where I live, and where you know uh, in Westchester County, there, and if you go through Sleepy Hollow, the town where Washington Irving was from, and is buried in, on top of all these uh, the street signs, they have headless horsemen because of the Sleepy Hollows, you know, they're very much adapted that story. So we were there that day. So that night, I showed him the the the, the Disney thing, and he was kind of. We turned the lights off, and he was into it. But then at that part of the thing, when when he's going home, Ichabod Crane, he was kind of like, you know, he's like, "Wow, what's going to happen?" Like he's like, you yeah, know. Yeah. And then I, you know, I I, I purposely like shook him with the book, <laughs> <laughs> you know, scare the shit out of him. So it's like one of these things where it's this here. It's weird. You think of these these some of these specials. This reminds me of like uh, Fat Albert. Fat Albert had like a Halloween special, he had a Christmas special, they might have even did an Easter special, but like in those, for example, there's like serious to- it's weird when you have the the special bring in a serious topic that kids have to deal with, it's a little heavy, or like in the Christmas special I remember that these, it's very much like the story of Jesus being born, where there's a couple that are, the wife's pregnant and she's looking for a place because I think the car broke down and she needs to have dumb the, broke down. Dumb broke down. What's wrong with that mule? Dumb <laughs> broke down. That mule, yeah. And the and she's looking to ha- they're looking for a place to have the kid. And there's an old man who's like an Ebenezer Screw. Who's like you can't stay here. So uh, Fat Albert, they take her into the junkyard and they bring him into the shack so the woman can like have the child. And and that's like the Christmas story. And, and it's, like, hey, hey, hey. it's kind of like Jesus <laughs> here today. You know, it's like, you know, so it's, like, it's kind of like. But then in the yeah, and then in this yeah. Easter special, there's a guy who lives in the junkyard, I don't remember his name, this older guy, and they're fucking around and he's going up a ladder and they knock the ladder out by accident. He falls and he lands on his back and he knocks himself out and they have to take him to the ER. And he's a paraplegic. <laughs> and then he comes back to Bill Cosby with the picture page. He's like, I told you kids not to, you know, the chocolate pudding on the I told the pizza. So it's like, it's funny when you suddenly have these, uh, it suddenly gets serious. Yeah, yeah. And these specials that shouldn't be you know, and there's morality, like, you know, at the end of the... And that was, I guess, the thing with Bill Cosby. Cosby always wanted to have, like, some sort of, you know, uh, educational aspect, which I I really like that idea sure. for the Fat Albert. So this is here where it's suddenly this turns in the, the, the uh, Garfield, where it turns into, like, this really serious, you know, there's ghosts coming and there's, yeah. there's this, well, you know, Halloween. Yeah. yeah and that's, that's the thing. Time. And it's so apropos with the, with the Halloween aspect of, you know, having a tail and having it. And it's, and it, it feeds to us, you know, when you're little having those live action specials, like the amazing stories or the, well, what year are you was, afraid of the dark? What year was Goonies? Goonies, I think is either 85 or 86, but it's also kind of like a kids on an adventure, kids in peril. But it's also, you know, parrot. pirate. Parrot. Yeah, it's it, also a pirate. It is a parrot. It is a parrot. Yeah, it is apparent that it's a parrot. Um, yeah, and that's. I wonder if pir- pirates. Eighty five. So it was the same year. Yeah, same year. Pirates were big in eighty five. Pi- pirates, pirates were making a comeback. 
Yeah, people were realizing, you know, the pirate aspects. I wonder if there's any big pirate things. I mean, there's Disney live-action things of pirates. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, out of the 11 primetime specials, there's about five or six of these Garfields that I have a really huge affinity for that I own on DVD now. And But it's just not the same for me watching it on DVD as opposed to it airing on there TV. There is something about catching something on television. You know. Something special about it. Yeah, it's it. just Even nice, you know. if it's got know? commercials and... It's probably edited to shit now for to make more room for commercials. Yeah. Like, if you watch the Garfield, if it's not really on anymore, but if you watch the Garfield special today, uh, if it was on TV, there'd probably be, like, three minutes cut out of it. Yeah, which is sad. To make a move for advertising. I don't know, I don't know how the hell you, what the hell you cut out of it. Uh, we can, uh, or they'd speed it up. So I see that now. Like, AMC does that with, like, Rocky. How do they speed it up? You could just tell. And some channel, like Nick at Night, some, somebody used to air... Friends, and it's yeah. just it's fast. Really, so you could tell like the voice is pitched slightly higher. It's just like a frame faster or something. Yeah, it's just like, like it's just it's running just a little bit faster. They do that on radio when they're when they have like a dis- disclaimer. I freaking hate it. They'll have somebody like say if they're it's it's like you know a brokerage or an investor firm, and at the end it's like you know the get you know, the appendix or the future is you know what they not a particular future. You know, it's like. How are you supposed to hear that, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's clearly, well, it's you know, clearly not that fast because yeah. it's a whole episode. But, but it's, it's like, like when you notice something's off about it, like, you know, I, you know I'll notice that sometimes. Well, I like, I'll watch Rocky on AMC and I totally. It's an hour long. Well, it's like I don't have the emotional response to it. Because Like, it's like I do when I watch it because it's sped up. So the rhythms of everything is a little bit different. I don't know why. I've, I've, for, this is probably since this is I've whole, met you. shouldn't go down a whole another round. Yeah, but I don't know why <laughs> anyone would want to watch <laughs> I don't know why anyone would want to watch something on television, like a movie, because it's edited for time, it's edited for content, it's edited to fit your screen. So there's so much stuff against watching something yeah. on. Like I tried But at the same time, there's something special about catching it. Well, yeah, you're right. But I mean, f- see, I wouldn't think they'd edit like a, something like this. this is, I, a movie I can understand for either for swearing, cussing, or like nudity, or, you know, yeah. they got to fit it, you know. But something like this, I would think that they would, or like a, other holiday specials that they wouldn't they'd work around it but we can include as an extra on this posting that it's on youtube somebody's uploaded it so courtesy of youtube you can watch it and there's two versions of it there's like a really shitty version with original commercials that look you know you can the lines are all blurred and then there's like a real (laughs) nice crisp almost like hd version of this and uh like i said like you know for me like you know lorenzo music is great in this uh uh, the director who did this, Phil Roman, who did a lot of the, the Garfield specials, um, he does a pretty good job. We have um, Lou Rawls again in this. Uh, uh, another thing for people who like, if they like the music of this, there's a great album, Herbie Hancock album called Fat Albert Rotunda with Joe Henderson, who's a saxophone player, is on the album. And that, that's the music they did for Fat Albert. It's a jazz album. It's hard to get, but I'm sure now with the internet, you can find it anywhere. Sure. But uh, it used to be like a really hard album to get, Fat Albert Rotunda. But it's cool. It's got a lot of like the jazz stuff you'd hear growing up. And and I like that idea of Garfield or especially Peanuts where you'd have this jazz, this real like, you know, real awesome jazz, you know, in the background like Vince Guaraldi. Or, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, that has become Vince Guaraldi, the theme for it's so weird that that's transcended where that is now part of the lexicon of Christmas. It's a Christmas. You know, like, you know, where them like, uh, Christmas time is here. (laughs) Or the the instrumental version of that. You hear that on the music at a store, you don't even sometimes associate it with the Peanuts. You know, so I like when they have a real swinging jazz score behind it. And this certainly starts off not really jazz, but then by the end of it, where it's it's all like almost avant-garde. Sure. When they're trying to get away from the thing and all that, you know, so 
uh, yeah, I have a I have a real big affinity for this, and you know, I'm glad we did it. It just brings back so many Halloween mo- memories of us just trick or treating and and uh, all those fun times that we'll probably never get back. And it's almost like another era, you know, because it's not, you know, I don't know. I, I guess people our age can identify with it, but it's not. You don't really have that anymore here. You know, it's how it doesn't we're, seem that way, does it? You know, everyone's hiding. I mean, I just read a report recently where younger people, maybe millennials or people in their teens, they'd rather text and talk to in person. But it's like how people are being brought up now where, you know, like you said, we don't have play dates anymore. I'm sorry, we don't go out anymore. You have play dates. But even when you have play dates, you go over somebody's house, you just watch somebody play video games. Or, it's, or <laughs> you know, yeah, or yeah. like we have people who have kids may know this. Like there's that Minecraft that's big. But then there's another subgenre where people will go on YouTube's kids and they'll watch other kids play games. Sure, yeah. So they'll just watch a kid on YouTube play Minecraft to see what they're doing. And so it's like, I used to find that so damn boring. We talked about that, I think, in the Jason 6 when you said you had the kid around the block from you who'd go like, you know, I'm going to beat by you, Billy. I'm going to beat like, you know, Jaws, come watch, or Mario Brothers. I used to hate having to sit, if there's only two paddles and the kids are playing Contra and I have to watch... Yeah, I, 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 I had no joy it. of watching other people play video games and me just sit there like, this is fun. It's like me watching sports. It's like, oh, is, I'm not participating. You <laughs> yeah, know? So yeah. it's like I nowadays agree. that's now uh, kind of like a thing kids do. They'll go over to houses and they'll either play, they'll do online stuff uh, or, or they'll even watch somebody they don't even know do it. So it's just so far removed from you getting a paper bag and putting it on and me making a freaking rocket ship out of a milk carton. <laughs> You know, and going out and having an old time in the backyard. The good old days. Yeah, that's how old we is. So, uh, but this was a nice little special, a little a quaint special. It's probably the, the shortest we've done in all four years. But we thought it was going to be a lot shorter than it is, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because Blake's like, I got nothing to say. I don't even have an opinion. I don't even have an opinion about you know, I was like, I was like Blake, you got to have an opinion. You can't say that God came down from heaven. <laughs> well, I shot Blake in the face. Um, but yeah, so this was fun to do, and... Uh, it's a little extra that we did, a little special. A little bonus episode. Yeah, uh, coming out, you know, right before Halloween. So uh, I don't know if we swore in this. I was going to say maybe we can have you listen to it with your kids. But, I mean, the kids may not get any of the stuff that we're talking about. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, what Who's Garfield? About? What's a milk carton? You know, so um, what's raises and apples? And uh, tune in just a few days from now. Yes, we're going to have. For a, the official Halloween. closing of the October, October month. October! <laughs> Month of horrors, Halloween extravaganza. Uh, Well, we're going to be bringing to you our Halloween-centric movie. Yes. That takes place. This could have very well been because this is a Halloween night movie, but we got We we thought about it. Yeah, we did. We contemplated it. Yeah, we were contemplating the ifs, and we said, you know what? We got another one lined up, so let's do that one. So that's going to be coming to you at mere days, so hopefully you're not too... uh, Overwhelmed. Yeah, with all of our Halloween... um, festivities yeah all of, our, all of our content but then after that we're gonna get right back we've got november right back coming. to the normal schedule yeah going to a week to a week oh god to a month <laughs> if month ends with an f month and uh before we know it, it'll be 2018 and we'll have a whole new we'll do, and then we're gonna be doing all movies from 1988 <laughs> and we're rocking 1988 like it's nobody's business yeah we're gonna be a lot of a lot we're gonna be doing like uh i don't know what's from out from 88 off the top of my head roger um, rabbit Roger, we're going to do Roger Rabbit and Delirium. We're going to do Cops, Fighting Crime in a Future Time. We're going to be doing, uh, I don't know what else is out in 88. I don't know. Anyway, I have to research it. Happy Halloween, y'all, and you hope you have a good time. Be safe out there, even though, 
it hasn't happened yet. I know, but it will be soon. It so. will be soon. This is a school night. What's well, so. a good thing? Because we have telling them to be safe for Halloween after the fact. Kind of useless. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah, as they're taking the razor blade out of their mouth. Hopefully, nobody in like some weird basement is like, "That's a good idea." I never thought of putting apples in razor blades. And all that. <laughs> well, that's a hell of an idea. Yeah. Oh, this is gonna be fun. But then, like I said, it's easy to track you. Don't you know? do it. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> we don't want the kids out there hurt. So we're rambling. So we'll see you in just a mere couple of days on the closing of our 2017 uh, October Halloween <laughs> Horror <laughs> Extravaganza on Saturday Night Movies. Please. <laughs> Later. <laughs> <laughs>